sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Ken's dancing in here right now. Well, I wasn't that far. I'm tapping. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, the 1 o'clock hour, favorite hour of the week. It's the last one, Trent Condon. For you. Oh, for yeah, that's right. Yeah. You've still got some work to do. You and Jimmy B this afternoon from four until six. People think I don't like my job, but that's not true. You love your job. Absolutely. You get to talk about your teams, mm-hmm. meaning audience, right? It's yes. Been phenomenal. Um, and we're going to talk about um, the Hawkeyes coming up here yep. at 115. We'll get into Bama Ba. So I'm going to ask both you and Bama this. You take some time to mull this one around. Your favorite college football player, because we all... I don't have a team, yeah. Um, but I love college football, and I love watching guys excel. And I've got it down to two. And they're two guys. both quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, okay. I mean, a few Iowa ones jumped to my head right away, and then just generally college football. i got a couple. Mm-hmm. I'll try to pare down the list a little bit, but so many great players. You know, I still go back to, though, as a kid, you know, that, that's what always kind of jumps to my mind as my favorites, but... There's been a lot of guys recently mm-hmm. that probably should should bear a little bit more. I don't know why that is. You know, I growing up maybe because it was because of your job. Yeah, that, you, that could be a part of it. Because right? you got to kind of put the fandom, the true over the yeah. top fandom. Like I loved watching Drew Tate. I absolutely he loved he, it. Yeah, me too. And he was a fun interview too. I mean, he had kind of a lot of things, but I never think of him. As a favorite player, I think a guy is from the '80s and '90s mostly that, mm-hmm. that kind of jumps. CJ Beathard would would be if, yeah. You know, if I had an Iowa list, he would be one of those guys. Reggie Bush, I loved Reggie. Bush. Me too. He was so so good. Vince Young. But this was you know during the time that I'm. But I go back to players, you know, the Barry Sanders of the world, mm-hmm. Andre Ware. Everywhere is one that, that jumps out there. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that a little bit more. Indeed. My buddy Leon Emmons, Mr. Executive. Yeah. Chad Greenway's his guy. Oh, not yeah. a bad choice. Yes, absolutely. Not a, not a bad choice. And I was I was in the camp. Abdul Hodge was going to be a better pro than Chad Greenway. Where are you? Yeah. Uh, it fell on the sword on that We one. all got those, right? Well, he went to the Bengals, your team. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that didn't. Maybe that was a part of the negativity that, that went there. But another guy, he, I know he had a knee injury early on. He bounced around. was in Green Bay for a little bit. You always wonder, you know, health, mm-hmm. health of guys, what could have been. Mm-hmm. Hodge is one that sticks well, out to me. Would be. My favorite Cyclone football player, probably just because I like him, would be Austin Arnon. Austin Arnon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's so good to me, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, and uh, Peralta and I would have him on after practice on Mondays. It's really? Everybody. He was really the, the first, and I don't know if he went through the university or not. Yeah. But we had a cell, and we just call him up, and he'd come on with us and um, talk, give us ten minutes on a Monday, which was awesome. Sure. And then he did the Monday morning, court, Monday evening quarterback with us, mm-hmm. and um, him and Kyle McCann, and uh, then Chuck Long. But uh, I like McCann too. You know why I yeah. like Kyle McCann? Because Kyle McCann got ripped. He did. It, when this was to me the beginning of message boards, and I was still. Oh my God! You guys are awful. You guys are mean. <laughs> you know, I still didn't have maybe the maybe my skin wasn't as thick. Sure, and but I re- I legitimately felt bad for the uh, what I thought was the abuse mm-hmm. that he was taking from you know people that uh, that would hide behind a screen name. And I mean, he John Butcher was the future. He battled Butcher back. Butcher was the future, and then McCann's McCann's Alamo Bowl. That might have been the happiest I've ever been for a kid mm-hmm. to end his career. A kid at the time. Now he's a lawyer. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's, a, he's an attorney. He uh, drove the team down, and Nate Kading, who had his own moments. You talked about a guy he that certainly was blind. Did. Yeah. And before he made that kick to beat Texas Tech in the Alamo Bowl, mm-hmm. he was a guy that. Did his career maybe take off at Penn? Wasn't, didn't he have a Penn State game? Penn State game, let's see. That would have am been... I, who am I thinking Well, the him? year before his freshman year, because this was a sophomore campaign where 2000 was his freshman year, early on he was bad. I mean, he yeah, missed a yeah, lot of yeah. kicks. That Penn State game that they won in overtime, yeah, he, he mm-hmm. made a kick in overtime. I thought that was when he kind of emerged. Yes. And then went through his sophomore year. By the time junior year is when he won the, the uh, Lou... Groza. Groza Award. Yeah. And then was ripped off his senior year. The the dork from Ohio State. There's no way he should have beat out really like Nugent. Nugent. Yeah, yeah he's still in the league, I think. Or Nate Kading didn't miss a kick. 
Yeah. Did miss a kick as a Until senior. Until got San Diego, missed some big ones down the stretch. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, that's a different story. Right, and but no, he's a great player, yep. And in the great NFL, college player. still one of the most accurate kickers of all time. I know. But what people remember is the, the is playoffs. the big spots, yeah. yeah, unfortunately for him. All right, what do we got U.S. Open-wise? Any update? Is uh, Poulter, who I guess was, uh, he was second, has he begun his round? He has. He is at even oh, now. Oh, he gave one back. Gave one back already. Justin Rose, I just saw him rattle in a par putt to stay one over. Trent, we may get to the end of the day with one guy in red figures. Oh, I, I, I'd bet on that right Would now. Would you? Oh, yeah. Don't think Justin Rose could maybe sneak into there? Uh, 69. Scott seen a lot of se- had a good round yesterday. He did. I'm seeing a lot of 73s. Did That's, you like Scott Piercy? Scott Piercy was my E player in the pool that we're in together. No, he wasn't. He was my E player, Scott so Piercy. You're basically I'm looking you're in good, good shape. I was second after one day. You were in the top five, Which though. surprises me because I know why you guys invite me because I'm a donator. Well... Right, that's all right. Just get that pool of money a little bit higher, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Come on nothing, in, Ken. Nothing wrong with this. Hey, hey The good you. thing is you pay on like Brinson when I invite him to these pools. He's awful, isn't he? He still owes me for the NFL pool, the playoff pool. You'll never see it. Never. Never. I'll guilt him into it someday. Yeah. Got to find him when he's got a little jingle How, in How's he doing? Is he, is he coming to the end? Has so, he mentioned anything to you that I don't know how much longer I'm going to no, do this? No, no, he just nothing like that. Sunshine in the voice, you know, Jimmy P. See, I always thought that he would call it a career at the end of college season. Yeah, yeah, in um, March. Yeah, once uh, once in March because I he hates baseball, or at least he did when I worked with he, him. He pretends that he doesn't. No, nah, he, do, he, he doesn't. He like hates baseball. baseball. He yeah. doesn't watch a game. No, uh, and maybe watches some of the world, but he doesn't watch any games. No. Um, he tried to talk tennis when I worked with him. Oh, and, good God. Yeah, put quickly threw a flag on that yeah. one. Um, hey, I know he likes to talk NBA, and Kawhi Leonard's an NBA topic right now. Right. Because it sounds as though he's getting ready to leave San Antonio. If he gets to the Lakers, Trent, if, obviously it would be a trade because he's got two years left on his mm-hmm. contract. And if LeBron decides to go there, and if Paul George decides to go there, and I don't know what they're going to have to get, what's on the roster now that they would be able to appease the Spurs to get Kawhi Leonard. You know, I want him to, I want LeBron to stay in the East, but if he's building a team that legitimately looks like, hey, maybe they do have a chance to knock off Golden State. Those are some fun pieces, too. Aren't they? Three lanky, long. Mm-hmm. Now they're all similar in a way, but LeBron is then your small ball four. Even maybe even a five at times, especially against Golden State. I mean, think of that, and him and Draymond going head to head a few times. Wow, that'd be fun. Yeah, you're talking me into it. I'm not a big Paul George fan. Love Kawhi. Yeah, but yeah, that team that's that's something to get excited about. We shall see. We're going to get excited to talk to Tom Caker. He's coming up next. Uh, lots to get to with Tom. We will do so on the other side of this timeout. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conant and myself with you until two o'clock each and every Monday through Friday, noon to two, seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Are you interested in starting a new franchise? You can find a lawyer right here in the state of Iowa that can assist in your franchise needs. Rush Niggett of Brick Gentry PC provides law services for those involved in starting a franchise. Find more information online at rushonbusiness.com where Rush Niggett can assist you in buying and starting a new franchise. A presenting sponsor of the 2018 high school baseball season on 1700 KBGG. Brick Gentry, PC, and Rush Niggett. What type of people will create a world without type 1 diabetes? We're the lift each other up type. The more determined than you think type. The type that will walk for life-changing research. And stop at nothing. Until type 1 becomes type none. Join a JDRF walk near you, so one day you could say, I helped turn type 1 into type none. Take the first step at walk.jdrf.org. Looks like we have another contestant for Russian Roofer Roulette. Place your bet. Choose from unmet expectations we overpromise and underdeliver, or we'll carelessly drag our ladder over your daffodils. Let's log on to Google and play. 
I'm Ryan Johnson, owner of Right Roofing. Before you play Russian Roofer Roulette, give us a call. Right Roofing is one of the only local roofers with a 50-year warranty on both the shingles and the labor. So you know that when we roof it, we'll roof it once and we'll roof it right. For a warranty on materials and labor that's five times longer than most companies, call Right Roofing at 515-729-0770, where we say you choose the color, we'll handle the rest. That's 729-0770, or find us online at rightroofing.com. That's rightroofing.com with an R. Roof it once, roof it right, right roofing. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Casey's General Stores throughout Iowa will help raise funds for Special Olympics Iowa during the month of June. In partnership with Coca-Cola, stores will sell $1 pinups with proceeds being donated to Special Olympics Iowa. Special Olympic athletes and law enforcement volunteers will also be featured on the 44-ounce fountain drink cups throughout the month in stores. Nearly 15,000 athletes in Iowa will benefit from this fundraiser. This year, both Special Olympics and Casey's are celebrating their 50th anniversaries. Stop by your local Casey's today and make a donation to make a difference in the life of a Special Olympic athlete. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with a newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Since 1980, Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins has been Central Iowa's trusted local source for precious metals, rare coins, currency, and estate jewelry. Christopher's can help you invest in gold or silver and start or sell a coin collection. If you're looking for top value on family heirlooms, diamond and precious gem jewelry, or luxury watches, Christopher's trained staff will provide the information you need to sell with confidence. Christopher's Gold and Rare Coins. South of Douglas on Merle Hay Road or at Christopher's RareCoins.com. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I take you up until 2 o'clock on 1700 KBGG. Jimmy B and TC afternoon drive from 4 until 6. Uh, let's talk some Hawks, shall we? Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com joins us as we bounce around a few Hawkeye topics. And Tom, great to talk to you on this Friday. Um, what will you miss more, the Big Four Classic or the Prime Time League? Oh, prime time league by a mile. I mean, Big Four was just, uh, you know, kind of a one-off thing on a Saturday in Des Moines. Uh, but prime time league, I mean, that's 31 years of basketball that's uh, uh, now gone. And you know, I, don't, I don't think I went all 31 years, <laughs> but I went to a lot of years and went to a lot of games. And it was always fun to kind of hang out with some of the guys, uh, 
you know, in more of a casual atmosphere and talk to some of the players and you get to see some, some, uh, you know, fans that you don't normally get to see or spend time with. So I'm going to miss, uh, some of that. I mean, by the end of the primetime league, when it was, we're getting buttoned up on, you know, going to big 10 media days for mm-hmm. football. Then I was kind of like, yeah, let's get this done. But right. you know, for the first couple of weeks, I was, it was always fun to kind of get a look at, uh, if, how guys were improving and get a look at some of the new guys on campus and, and what they were able to do. Uh, Randy Larson, who was behind us, um, it seemingly this came from out of the came out of nowhere to an extent, Tom. Because you know, I'd seen some reports. I mean, the draft was what next week, I think, um, and, and seemingly it was a go this year. What happened in the last maybe forty eight hours uh, to, to to turn that uh, down the path that it took? Any idea? Well, I know they were having trouble getting players, but that's not been a kind of a new thing at all. They've been struggling for about uh, you know four or five years at, at trying to fill out the rosters with uh, with players. They had six teams, and you know four of those players on each team were going to be Iowa and UNI guys. But um, the rest of the roster, you need more than that, and it just didn't seem like it, back in the day. You used to have situations where you know I remember being at the old uh, City High gym one night. B.J. Armstrong was playing with the Bulls at that point, and he came back and dropped 72 in a game. I mean, you just had guys that were were going to come back. Kevin Gamble would come back. He was playing with the Celtics, and he would come back and play. Guys don't come back and play anymore. They just don't. They're you know they're taking their time off, and you know Aaron White's not going to come back and from uh, playing with uh, with the team over in Lithuania and then go ball with the, in the summer he's just not going to do that so it's uh it's just different and you know high school kids can't play either they're all doing aau in july so they're gone I, you know randy mentioned in his letter ricky davis playing as an eighth grader i remember marcus page as a ninth grader playing in the primetime league one summer and is high school kids just don't do it because they're playing aau every weekend you know tom uh, another piece of this is the additional time that coaches are able to use with kids you know, throughout the summer. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to Randy since yesterday, but was there any thought of maybe instead of having this be two games a week, even dropping the schedule back and playing just once a week, would, would that be salvageable at all? Yeah, I just, uh, that's why I think it's more, you know, I know Randy mentioned the, the practice time that uh, the coaches have. I just think it came down to they couldn't get enough guys that were going to show up and be there every week. And, um, and that be, it really started to become a problem last year where they had to kind of move some guys around during the season to, uh, you know, to get seven guys on a team so guys could get a break. And there were a couple of games where the team had six players and it just, it just wasn't, uh, guys, guys were just busy doing other things. And there's a small college league that's in Cedar Rapids and, those guys were all playing in that league, and um, you know, frankly, it's a better league for them because they're playing against guys that uh, are, are at their same level, and they're going to be able to be featured more and, and do more of what they are going to be asked to do. Where in the prime time league, it's they're kind of deferring to the Iowa and UNI guys. Uh, Tom Kankert, HawkeyeReport.com, is our guest. Uh, Big Four Classic, Gary Barta seems to be the villain in all of this. Um, I think he did Jamie Pollard a huge favor because one of them eventually was going to have to, you know, to wear the black hat when, and to announce that they were bowing out. Um, will What's the likelihood, do you think, Tom, that you and I or Drake accepts an opportunity to come play at Carver Hawkeye in the next, say, 10 years? Do you think either one of those schools would be willing to, you know, to uh, to play Iowa at home? I think Drake might. Um, I, I would. I could see... Um, uh, the new coaching staff there kind of embracing the idea of going to Iowa city and playing and not having to worry about some, you know, a game coming back to Des Moines and going to the nap center or whatever, wherever they would play it. If they want to even play it at Wells Fargo, I don't, I don't think they would uh, um, even ask for that or or they may ask for it, but I don't think I was going to do that. Uh, But, you know, it's, 
uh, Coach Jacobson's pretty insistent that he wants a home and home, and mm-hmm. I don't see him. Uh, I don't see him or that fan base wanting uh, that to happen. And I'll 100% guarantee Fran's not going back to Cedar Falls if no. he doesn't have to <laughs> after. After his last trip there, which was a shorter one than he would like because he got tossed, uh, he's not going to be going back there. Any uh, opportunity down the road, Iowa now have more flexibility. They have the ACC Big Ten Challenge, the Gavit Games with the Big East, and their exempt tournament, but they played Kansas in the past. They played Arizona State. They've played home and homes. Is that finally going to come back to the Iowa schedule at some point in the near future? It might. Um, it, this does give them more flexibility because, you know, that was a neutral game, and it's not a home game. And I don't know how they divvied up the money, but it's certainly not a, I wouldn't say for from Iowa and Iowa State's perspective, it wasn't a profitable venture for them uh, in terms of what they could gain by having a home game. So, you know, it's funny, Ken, you mentioned that, you know, Gary Barda and Fran kind of get thrown on as the villains and all this. Just to be honest, Steve Prohm and Jamie Pollard don't want to play that Absolutely game against you and I or Drake either. They, and, and they were as insistent about it as as uh, Fran and uh, Gary Barda were. But it's like, this is that just kind of gets ignored in all this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that uh, Iowa State's getting a... Yeah, I totally agree. They, re- with you. they really, they really are, and I know, um, you know, some folks up in Cedar Falls are vilifying Fran and Gary Barda about this, but um, you know, I'll guarantee you that uh, Steve Prohm's not taking his club to Cedar Falls either mm-hmm. anytime in the near future. Highly doubt. Tom, we have one minute left. Uh, the Hawks have their quarterback for the class of 2019, uh, Cherry Creek, a big-time program, uh, at least it was when I lived in Colorado, uh, in Denver. 6'2", he's a pro-style quarterback, pretty big arm. What, do you, what can you tell us about Padilla? Yeah, Padilla's an interesting prospect, and it's kind of funny because they found him uh, you know, one of their grad assistants um, who just joined the program and had been at Central Michigan, and they were recruiting him, and Iowa takes a look at him, gets him to camp, and, uh, you know, locks him up fairly quickly. And he's he's not the typical kind of Iowa football quarterback in that he's, you know, closer to six foot than he is to six five, and they've generally kind of gone after bigger guys. But good arm, good release. Uh, plays with a big-time program in Colorado, as you know, and mm-hmm. that's one of the powerhouses in that uh, in that state. So um, he's got a good, pretty good pedigree, uh, and they've got some options at quarterback too, where he doesn't have to be counted on to come in and play right away. But it sounds like he's going to be an early enrollee as well, so he'll get in in uh, January and start with them in spring ball. Good stuff, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport dot com. Tom, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay, thanks, guys. Good to talk Bye-bye. to you. Tom Caker at com. Let's finish our week with Bama Bob. You got your favorite college football player? I think I'm ready to roll. We will do that when we come back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself until 2 on 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700kbgg.com. An old favorite is back again with a new and updated menu, Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. Stop by Bennigan's and check out the new signature steak and ale menu, made from scratch everyday recipes that have stood the test of time. Dinner with friends, a night out, or just stop by to watch the ball game. Make it Bennigan's, Merle Hay Road. Bennigan's is a proud sponsor of high school baseball on 1700. You're with friends at Bennigan's on Merle Hay Road. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.com. Oh, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. 
So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Oh, 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 oh. Visit CVS. It's buy one, get one at your neighborhood CVS pharmacy. With thousands of products to discover and hundreds of ways to save. This week, feel your best for less with Nature's Bounty and CVS Health Vitamins BOGO Free. And save big on beauty with Revlon, Maybelline, and L'Oreal BOGO 50% off. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Oh, 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 oh. Visit Terrace Hills Golf Course is home to the four-and-a-half-hour guarantee. Are you tired of playing golf courses that don't care about speed of play? Then make a tee time at the beautiful Terrace Hills Golf Course weekdays before 2 p.m. and weekends and holidays before noon, and they guarantee you'll complete your 18-hole round of golf in four-and-a-half hours or less, or your next green fee is free. Terrace Hills Golf Course. Make your tee time now by calling 515-967-2932 for Terrace Hills Golf Course in Altoona. Next, you're holding up the line, ma'am. What did you say? You're next in line for the water slide, ma'am. Feet forward and enjoy the ride. Okay, dearie, this does look fun. You melted me. I've melted. The Wicked Witch of the West on a water slide? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much you could save by switching to Geico. See what you've done. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hey guys, Trent Condon back here once again. Want to tell you a little bit about New Leaf Wellness Center. New Leaf Wellness has helped me lose weight, gain endurance during workouts, and one of the biggest things, have energy all day long. No more lulls during the afternoon. Great program, great people at New Leaf Wellness Center. Check them out today at 3930 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines. And all summer long, giving away iCubs tickets. Find out how New Leaf Wellness can help you or give them a call at 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness Centers. Let's feel better together and turn over a new leaf with New Leaf Wellness. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. And at the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's our final segment of the week. Before we get out of here, we'll take a look at the weekend in uh, Major League Baseball. I always look to, uh, like to look at some of the marquee series this weekend, of which there are a couple of them, including Sunday Night Baseball, the Cubs, and the Cardinals. Trent, I'm assuming you've got one on your radar as well that's pretty big this weekend for your Twins, but we'll save that to the end. Let's talk college football. He's Bama Bob. He's with us every week during the regular season, at least twice a week. Uh, and uh, as we get closer and closer, more and more. Hello, Bama. How are you? I'm doing great, Kenny. Just getting the guest room tidied up for when we make you visit down here this week. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Going to be a blast, Bama. Um, you know, I thought we'd start. We'll, we'll get into the um, you know some of the other college footballs, but I want to ask kind of a, a question that. Um, you know, fandom question. We're all fans of the sport, right? We right. don't necessarily, I mean, I know Trent has a team, you have a team. I I just love the sport. But do you each have a player? Bama, I'll start with you. It can be, obviously, whoever um, has played the game, maybe still is playing the game. Who's been your favorite college football player of all time to watch? Oh, my goodness. I mean, there's so many. Um, I, I'm going to go with a guy, Ken, and 
it's it's a bit obscure, perhaps, but you know, just just from all my days of watching Alabama and all the great players that they've had, I did I never really enjoyed watching anybody more than I than I did Derek Thomas. I mean, mm. he he was in. You know, he was paired with Cornelius Bennett in college, and oh, how that team do better under Ray Perkins is still one of the great mysteries. But that guy just—I know Lawrence Taylor redefined the position, and I get it. And he's the greatest of all time under Parcells. But you go look at what Derek Thomas did in college, and of course with the Chiefs mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL, and it, you know, then of course his life just taken away just so tragically in his early 30s. Uh, after the car wreck, but I, there was, I mean, listen, I loved Barry Sanders watching him at Oklahoma State, and he's probably my favorite running back of all time, college or pro, just the, just the way he moved and the way he played the game and all those types of things, but it, for just, for the early days, this goes back to probably the late 80s for Derek Thomas, I mean, late to mid-80s when he was at Alabama, I mean, he 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 just... I don't know. He just played like nobody else did in college at the time, at least that I saw. We didn't have all the games that we do on television that we do today. But, I mean, he was he was a disruptive force. He played with so much joy. He was so athletic. He could cover guys. He'd run them down, big hits. Um, I mean, just anything, everything you ever wanted in a football player uh, in college, he, he, that, that was him for me. How about you, Trent Condon? Well, on the local front, it's hard to beat Tim Dwight. Tim Dwight during a, a time period where so explosive, kept Iowa in some games throughout the time. It was he he's certainly up there. Cedric Shaw is also one that really jumped to mind. Um those are guys. Matt Sherman is actually one because he grew up ten miles away from me. <laughs> And his mom was my German teacher. So from the Iowa perspective, wait, wait a second, you, was was you took German? Yeah, uh, yeah. And that was a mandatory. Well, that's all we had. No Spanish, no French. Really, all we had, no Sage, <laughs> was German. Did you do that, Bama? I mean, I'm learning something here. Did you have? To, you weren't. You didn't take German, did you? Oh gosh, no. I, the only German word I know is bratwurst. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, we took Spanish generally, okay. and you take a language, it was always Spanish. But okay. you know, I can see that. I can see that growing up in Iowa. Yeah, I didn't you know, know that. Uh, Big German heritage here, just, you know, French up in Canada, and, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. So. That, that's the way that it went. But off of the Iowa beat, yep. I loved Eric Bieniemy. That was what Did you, Colorado? Yes. Yes, the, he was good. Barry Sanders obviously was one, and mm-hmm. I only saw a few of his games. There weren't, I remember a late-night Oklahoma State game that was on and, and watching him just be ridiculous, and then the bowl game, he had a monster performance. I just didn't get to see a ton of him during that time. Mm. It would have been great to be able to see 12 games of Barry Sanders that season. <laughs> yeah. 2,700 yards yeah. rushing. And now we could, boys, in today's area. Any uh, any guesses who my guy is? And Bama, it's, uh, it's going to resonate with you kind of in a negative way. Both of my guys. Game down to two for me. Um, and and they, they both have an Alabama game. Um, oh, I don't know. On their Probably resume. Cam Newton's got to be one of yes, them. Yes, he is. Yeah. Do you know the other yeah. one? Don't say Tebow. No. Well, you know, no, I love Tebow. I know you I did. I did love Tebow. I knew it wouldn't be Tebow. I knew, um, yeah, you're going to have to help me out with the other Johnny one. Johnny Football. <laughs> yeah, that's true. God, I should have known that. that I'll, I'll tell you, that was maybe the most exciting game I've, I've seen in the last 20, in terms of regular season. Amazing. Obviously, the great national championship games that we've had, including the one last year, you know, with, with the, the walk-off, if you will. But, I mean, for a regular season college football game with all that was going on. I mean, that, it was just Sandlot football. Um, and, and, you know, he had another good one the next year out at A&M. I think that game finished, I don't know, 48-44, something like that. And Saban came out and said, you know, you took 10 years off my life. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, but yeah, he, w- he was a ton of fun to watch. I mean, it's a shame what happened to him uh, in his professional career or, subsequent, you know, subsequent to college, what's happened and you know, hopefully he'll get it back together in the CFL. But man, you're right. I mean, he he was just he was just fun. I don't know how else to say it. Just absolutely fun. You never knew what you were going to get. You never knew what was going to happen. But man, you couldn't wait to watch and see what did. Uh, we're talking college football with Bama Bob. Bama Bob, the uh, NCAA kind of 
kind of gentler this week in, as far as its relationship with student-athletes. Athletes, I, I think they did the right thing. Uh, they made a couple of decisions. The, the first of all that's universally been received with open arms is uh, the fact that um, uh, players can now play four games without burning a red shirt. Mark Morehouse yesterday thought he brought up a good point when we're seeing uh, players you know, get to bowl season and I have no problem with them sitting. I mean, if you're playing for a championship or you're in the playoff, that's one thing. But if you want to look after number one, look after yourself, I have no problem with that as Christian McCaffrey did. Um, What this might do, Bama, when we see circumstances like that, it might kind of ease the pain a little bit of the, you know, the guy that you watch for the first 12 games of the year and he's going to set out the bowl game, but you can't wait till next year because you got this freshman who they're redshirting this year that is just going to tear up college football maybe he plays and maybe that kind of uh, alleviates the pain of of your guy sitting out yeah i agree ken and i, I think what it I, I i applaud the decision as well um what i hope we don't get into and there there could be some negative aspects of it you know in terms of you know transfers and and, and that sort of thing um which is another issue altogether that i think the ncaa needs to address but this one, I, I agree. I mean, you know what it, it kind of reminds me of, Ken? It's, it's almost like a, uh, a, a disabled list thing, if you want to look at it that way. So, like, if Alabama's going to play, you know, and listen, their non-conference schedule this year is, is not very good uh, since Lamar Jackson has left Louisville. But, you know, it's, it will allow Nick Saban to get some young guys that he really wants to see down the road into some into live action, if you will, and I, not just Nick Saban, but anybody, Urban Meyer, whoever. Uh, you mentioned the end of the season bowl games. I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, you guys that can, you know, are, are going to come up next year, but it's not going to cost you a year if you play in one game or two games. And and I think that's a. I I do think I applaud that decision. I think it's good. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, how you know the big time programs manage. Uh, you know, the, the roster management, if you'll look at it that way. Some teams aren't going to have a choice because they don't have a lot of depth anyway. So, um, you know, they may try to hold a guy out for a redshirt year and, and you know, somebody gets hurt, they're going to have to play him. But this, even, even you know, you know the, the Iowa States and the Kansases and the, of the world, you know, maybe they, they get a hot shot recruit and they, wanna, they, they play him a few games and see what they can do and fans get excited. And, you know, it would be interesting to see if the fans get excited, you know, <laughs> If uh, if they start clamoring for more, but I I do like it, and it, it allows a guy too to get, you know, a guy can get dinged up, or you can rest a guy one week and and put in a a, a younger player without having to burn a full year of eligibility. So I like it. Uh, I'm gonna. It's gonna be very interesting to see how the, how the coaches, especially at the big time programs that have a lot of depth, how they manage their rosters and how they get these young guys in uh, and not having to burn a red shirt. Because I, I do I do like the fact that they that they can come in and, and you know, get live action and let's see what we have. Well, Bama, you mentioned transfers, and uh, now it is going to be at least an ability for the student-athlete to go, what he want, go where he wants without restrictions. It feels like a good move, certainly on the surface. Is there anything that, that makes you a little concerned, a little bit nervous, though, about this one? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I understand it, and the whole argument has been, you know, listen, coaches can do it, why can't players? And, and I understand the... Uh, the argument pro and con. You don't. You basically listen. It's not going to hurt Alabama, Ohio State, Texas. It's not going to hurt the big programs mm-hmm. when guys do this. It's going to hurt the smaller programs. And and you know, let, let's say there's a kid at, at I don't know Louisiana Lafayette or wherever. Uh, you know that that's for whatever reason is un, is, is not happy with his playing time and you know, a tight end or something, and all of a sudden Alabama's five-star tight end is graduating and, and there's nobody behind him. Well, I mean, you, you got to be careful about just mm-hmm. being able to recruit guys, you know, by basically using the smaller schools as a feeder system for the big-time programs. You know, maybe a guy that, that was recruited a little bit by one of the big programs, and uh, but, you know, there wasn't a spot, so now he's got to keep it as a, but, you know, there's sort of a wink-wink, hey, in a couple of years, you know, we might have a, a spot for you. that. That I think that you can get dangerous. You know, I don't know what the exact rule is. I I think, and maybe I read this or maybe I just thought this is the way it should be that you kind of get one free one during your four years. In other words, you shouldn't be able to go to four schools in four years. Um, you know, transfer from from one school to the next, to the next, to the next. But I didn't like the restrictions because there were 
a lot of legitimate cases why kids wanted to leave programs, whether it was playing time, coaching changes, being close to home. And listen, maybe they just made the wrong decision in their initial, you know, thought process or selection process. So I, I don't like, I never liked the fact that they had to sit out an entire season because maybe they made the wrong choice coming out of coming out of high school. Because I mean, who doesn't make? Which of us didn't make bad decisions coming out of high school? Um, so I, I just I, I like the rule on its surface. I don't want to see it become like a free agency type system where the bigger schools can go. Okay, you know, hey, there's this guy over here at the smaller school. We really like him. Um, you know, the the whole tampering thing. So we we got to be careful with it. On the surface, it looks good, but it's like anything, Ken. It's just any any rule change. Uh, people will take advantage of it, and we've got to be careful uh, with that and how we and, and how coaches utilize that rule. Uh, Bama, we are used to one and done in college basketball. We've got a version of one and done in college football this year when it comes to Kyler Murray, who's going to yeah. have his one year. He's, he's going to sign or already has signed with the Oakland A's. That happened earlier in the week. He's uh, going to make, uh, with his first contract, just under $5 million. Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley want him to play quarterback. They're willing to uh, only uh, go into the season knowing he's only going to be there for this uh, for this season before he focuses on professional baseball. Your thoughts on Kyler Murray? Uh, one and done at Oklahoma, essentially. Oh, listen, I say if this is what the kid wants, great. And I like the fact that how – what I don't understand is how, how you know, amateur – how an amateur athlete – you know, you can't buy a kid a pizza, but he can make five million bucks a year. You know, for a minor league baseball kind of. Maybe he won't start getting paid that until he actually shows up. I don't know what the the terms of that deal are, whether he's already got it in the bank. I, I don't know. But look, if this is what the kid wants to do, again, I ninety eight percent of the time, guys, I'm all on the side of the players, and I applaud the A's organization for letting this happen. Um, it certainly helps Oklahoma after losing Baker Mayfield. This was the guy. That was kind of the the heir apparent, if you will. He started out at A um, and M, and so you know, and transferred to Oklahoma. So he's kind of you know by this time behind Baker. This will give Lincoln Riley and that coaching staff a chance to either groom somebody else or again address it in recruiting. And I think that is listen. If he was just going to say, "Hey, coach, I'm done," I mean, there's I don't know their season would have gone in the in the tank, but certainly wouldn't have helped. They would have had to groom somebody, you know, during spring and fall practice. Now they know they're going to have him at least for one full year, only one full year. And, again, it's that roster management and player development kind of thing. I'm sure they have guys, you know, behind him that, that they're going to want to see. And this is where that redshirt rule may come in, you know, spectacularly for Oklahoma because they can get guys who they know are going to have to maybe contribute next year. They can get them into games, whether it's blowouts, whether it's real, you know, real live games against, you know, the bigger opponents or whatever, they can get them into two or three or four games and not have to burn a red shirt on them. So this is where that rule, I think, is another benefit for Oklahoma. But I, I'm just, I'm all for it. Good for him. Um, good for Oklahoma. And, you know, good, good that all the parties, the NCAA, the Oakland A's, you know, OU, all these guys, you know, his agents, I'm sure, all these guys could uh, come, to, uh, parties could come together and work out something, and this is what he wants to do. And again, I'm all for it if, if this is what the kid wants to do. Bama, if it's not Oklahoma in the Big 12, they're substantial favorites this year. Who do you like? West Virginia is kind of that buzz team right now. Yeah. TCU, no more Kenny Thrill back uh, behind yeah. the, the quarterback position. Oklahoma State's looking for a new quarterback. Who's the team that you like to unseat them if there is going to be anybody? I don't think anybody's going to unseat him, especially with Murray coming back. Had Murray not been there, I'd have said I think it's pretty wide open. I mean, because if you have a quarterback, what do you got, Cam? Yep, you got a chance, Bam, and West Virginia's got one. That might be the answer, but I agree with you. Yeah, they do have one, and he's really good, and he should be at Florida right now. Um, But, however, um, I think with Murray coming back, I think that's the the total game changer. Uh, I, I do like Oklahoma. You know, West Virginia would probably be my my second pick just because of Greer. Uh, you know, TCU, yeah, they lost a lot on offense, but you know, Gary Patterson's been there a long time, and he he's probably as good as anybody at taking you know 
three stars, if you want to look at them that way, or, or just players that may be not recruited by the, the big boys and really developing them. I think his defense is going to be really, really good this year. Um, and don't sleep on Texas. I know Tom Herman got off to a little bit of a rocky start last year, but he has recruited the hell uh, out of things the last couple of years. And, you know, that talent's now starting to show again, to bubble up, and we go back to that whole redshirt rule. I mean, he's going to be able to get a lot of young players in and get a lot of experience. And a lot of times, you know, in that redshirt rule is maybe you can try out a guy and see what you got, and then if you got something, you leave him there. Mm. You know, you don't have, you don't have to, to guess and go, well, we think he can play, so let's put him in, and then you find out, well, maybe he's not ready, but now you've burned a year. So I think that's another great aspect and, and again it goes back to roster management and how these coaches are going to have to do that now but for me it's OU in the Big 12 probably second will be West Virginia uh, I, I like what Gundy's done at Oklahoma State but I mean man Mason Rudolph leaving you know it's going to be hard to replace and you know the rest of them I, I, I just you know I don't know I see it as, as a, you know two or three teams able to win that conference this year. Bam my last thing and I do want to get you on record in your World Cup because I know you're a soccer guy so that will be the last thing but here's the last college football question of the day. Uh-huh. Chip Kelly at UCLA, uh, Jeremy Pruitt at, at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee was winless in conference. Uh, UCLA did get to a bowl game last year. I don't know right. who has an easier path because Georgia's Georgia and they look like they're not going anywhere. Um, yeah. But who's li- who's more likely to challenge for their division quicker, I guess? Pruitt at Tennessee or Kelly at UCLA? Oh, Kelly for sure, I think. I mean, you go look at the coaches that are in that league and there's five new ones in the Pac-12. There's there's two, Kelly at UCLA, someone at Arizona. Herm Edwards at Arizona State, I think it's going to be a complete disaster. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll be proved wrong. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, Jonathan Smith at Oregon State, Cristobal at Oregon. Those are your new coaches. Okay. You know, you got Leach in there and, and Whittingham at Utah are two veteran guys. But, again, if you're at UCLA, you ought to be able to get more talent to Los Angeles than you do, uh, you know, to Pullman, Washington or Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have more talent there. You know, to me, the two guys you're going to have to compete with are, you know, not USC, sure, um, but you know, Shaw at Stanford and Peterson at Washington. Those are the those are the mm-hmm. two guys right now that are kind of the, the jewels of that conference in terms of coaching. And I think Kelly's as good as them. We'll see how someone does at Arizona. I think it's a good fit. You know, Pruitt's problem. If Pruitt gets to a ball game this year, guys, I think it's going to be it's going to be he might win Coach of the Year in the SEC. Because you can look at their schedule. We already talked about West Virginia, how good they are. They open with them in Charlotte. Wow. Okay. Week four, this is a game they have to win. And I think would maybe it might set expectations a little bit too high, but it would excite the fan base. Week four, they open, they're at home against Florida. But they got a stretch. I'm looking at it. Oh, my God. Florida at Georgia, a bye week at Auburn, Alabama at home at South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, my God. If you win one of those games. Yeah. I mean, it's two of them for sure. But, I mean, at Georgia, at Auburn, home to Alabama, home to Florida. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. They do end with Kentucky, Missouri, and Vandy. Maybe they can build a little momentum. But, I mean, and you throw West Virginia in to start the season, that that is one brutal I haven't even looked at UCLA schedule. I guarantee you it's not as hard as that one. No, you don't have to go any further, Bama. <laughs> that, that's yeah. what you just laid out. Um, I was looking at their last three, and now yeah, maybe Vandy, Kentucky, and Mizzou, but Missouri, Drew Locke yeah. is, is a star, and he's a, he's a, right. a quarterback who's going to go very quickly. All right, Bama, we've got uh, literally a minute left. Who do you like to win the World Cup 60 seconds? Take as many of those 60 as you need. Wow. Uh, you know, listen, there's a couple of chic picks, you know, France, Belgium. Those are probably the most talented teams in the, in the tournament, if you want to look at it that way, uh, in terms of name recognition. Um, I went chalk in, in, in my little office pool. Believe it or not, there's an office pool in the World Cup. Um, but I, I've got Germany and Brazil in the final, and I'm, I'm taking Brazil. Nobody's talking about them. Everybody's talking about Belgium and France and you know, Germany's the defending champion, and nobody's much talking about Brazil. Uh, I'll give you a little sleeper. It might be Uruguay, Ken. If you can find it on a map, I'll buy you lunch. But, um, you know, I, I just I, I, I just think it's Brazil this year um, with Neymar and those guys. Uh, I mean, they're, they're just a talented team, um, and nobody's talking about them. And that, that's it. the thing to me is that kind of makes me go, you know, they're flying under the radar a little bit, and that's just, you never want to, I don't, I don't care 
how good they are, how good they are, and I think they're really good. You never want to see them if you're lining up in a World Cup. You never want to see that yellow jersey staring across from you because, I mean, that that, that is basically soccer royalty. So I got Brazil, but, you know, I'll be watching some this weekend, as uh, as I'm sure you'll be, uh, you know, doing something else. No, I do, I love soccer. I, I'm into it, Bama. I'm yeah, into I, it. Wish I, the Americans weren't in it, um, as, as everybody does. It would have been a lot oh easier God. sell here on radio. But uh, the fact that Pulisic is missing a World Cup and won't be able to play for at least four years is just. Um, but but hey, at least in 2026, can Canada, U.S. Yeah. Mexico, there you go. Love it, Bama. We're out of time. All right, take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob talking college football with a little World Cup sprinkled in at the end. Trent, uh, before we get your list, uh, there's some really good baseball this weekend. If yeah, you look this yeah. weekend, I'll tell you a series that is, and it's not even sneaky good anymore, but it was when the schedule came out, really? Well, this is a great sports week. U.S. Open, obviously. Out- outstanding. With the World Cup. Yep. A couple of early morning matches, both Saturday and yep. Sunday. To tomorrow- our west. Yes. Tomorrow. Well, tomorrow morning. A real good one. Iceland, your team. My squad. 8 o'clock. That's perfect. I'm you in. Get your, yeah. get your walk in. My walk the, will be done. And you get right in there. They're yeah. Argentina. Wow. Yeah. So that's good. Sunday, Mexico's taking on Germany. Love it. That's a great one. Yes. You go right into the golf. And then we got baseball. And you got something circled, huh? Well, yeah, we got baseball in Omaha this weekend too, which uh, college absolutely. This it's is a under stacked. Week. It is for so, a June weekend. Does it get much better than the? Would the NBA still be going on if we had a game seven? Yes. So if we had a game seven, it would be, be ending Sunday this weekend. Night. Yeah, I think it would be ending this That weekend. would be the cherry on top of the Sunday. Though cherries are gross. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Whipped cream on top of the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Cleveland, really big, yep. obviously. Uh, the Cubs and the Cardinals, and that's Sunday night baseball. Mm-hmm. Boston and Seattle. Watched a little last night. Did you? Enjoyed it. King Felix finally pitched well after Did I cut he? him for my fantasy team. Yeah, that's what it took. Huh? Against David Price. That and was a good one. Here's one for you. Who thought when the schedule came out, Phillies, Brewers? Yes. Second time in a week and a half they played. Yeah, uh, they're finishing up, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a big, big series. So there's a bunch of good baseball this weekend. It's a good weekend for baseball. If you like rivalries, obviously here locally we got Cubs, Cardinals, but yep. also Giants, Dodgers. Giants are hanging around. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of everything this weekend. I'm, yeah. I'm excited for the weekend. Sunday night baseball, the pitching matchup is Quintana Flaherty. Mm. Yeah. Quintana's been better. Yeah. Quintana's been better, but... Um, and Flaherty's been pretty good. Uh, what have you and Jimmy B got cooking? We got a busy show today. Ben Kirchival will be stopping by. We'll get his thoughts on college football rule changes we've been talking about this week. Seth Gruen on Major League Baseball will be here. Wolfgang will stop by. And Hawkeye Swarm with Dr. Stephen Fuller will uh, cap off the show late today with a look back at 20 years ago. When Kirk Ferentz was hired mm. at the University of Iowa. So I get that piece on Tuesday, on do Tuesday, I? On Tuesday, yes. Uh, to, to end up on Tuesday's show. That's going to do it for the week. We appreciate you being here with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or anything during the week that you want to go back and re-listen to or listen to it for the first time, you can stop by KenMillerShow.com, click on the podcast link. Of course, all of our guests appear on the Dr. Stephen Fuller and Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline. Two locations, East 29th Street, 2822 East 29th. And in Altoona, you can find them at 410 8th Street Southwest, Dr. Stephen Fuller and the Fuller Family Dentistry Hotline, and we appreciate their support. Trent, you have a good weekend. Happy Father's Day to you. Thanks, same to you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy all the sports this weekend. We will re convene on Monday at noon to talk all about them. Uh, For Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thank you for listening right here on 1700 KBGG.